Welcome back, squatters. This is episode 10, and today we are joined by Duke Armstrong, founder and CEO of Propello Life, an all-natural supplement company right down the road in Columbus, Ohio. We have a really great interview coming up with him, but first, as always, it's the most interesting thing we heard this week. Gabby, what do you got for the listeners? So this week, I read an article all about how gratitude affects our brains. And I know that I've always kind of been a glass half full type of person. If the situation's bad, there's always something else that I can be grateful for or thankful for. And I try to, in my wellness coaching practice, I try to get clients to get to that point as well and other people around me. But you know what? I'm right because this article proved it. So studies have actually shown that the feelings of gratitude uh, activate in the prefrontal cortex, and sorry if I butcher this, the anterior cingulate cortex. Have you heard of that part? I've heard of the prefrontal cortex, but have you heard of the other one? Anterior cingulate cortex? Yeah, cingulate cortex. So anyway, that's another area in the brain. Um, in the brain's frontal lobes that uh, actually play a role in our emotional response. So things like decision-making, empathy, self-control, things like that. So chemicals in the brain, which are called neurotransmitters, are something that influence our mood. So when the prefrontal cortex and the anterior cingulate cortex are firing, it actually flips those neurotransmitters on to release dopamine and serotonin. So those turn into those happiness neurotransmitters. So I had no idea that this was all linked together. And this also helps our body's nervous system. So that helps us with our day-to-day function, our emotions, everything. So moral of the story is here, have a gratitude practice. A lot of us have to deal with on a day-to-day basis being stuck in that sympathetic state of stress, which is that flight or fight response we've heard of. Practicing gratitude helps turn those neurotransmitters into a more restful and relaxed state, which is good. So it's good for, you know, COVID times, non-COVID times, all of the things. So I just challenge all of the listeners today to find one thing they're grateful for, especially if they've been dealing with a lot lately. So Ricky, what's the most interesting thing you've heard? The most interesting thing I heard this week was about nutrition. And part of it was from our last interview, that restrictive mentality around your nutrition, your diet plan, whatever the case may be, instead of thinking about your approach as a restrictive, I can't eat this, I can't eat that, trying to think of it in the exact opposite realm of expanding your nutrition. So it's not that you're taking things away necessarily, but you are continuously adding more and more sources and obviously we want those to be healthy sources of proteins healthy vegetables but maybe to even like for example i almost never ate thai food and over the last year i have gotten into eating thai food at least once a week shout out to banana blossom right here in ohio city what you're making a face so why didn't you eat Thai food? Were you just, just afraid of like the salt content or something? No, it just was not part of my diet. I, I grew up in a, okay. an Italian family. We ate lots of lots of pasta, lots of meat, and there's you know different spices, different compositions of meals. If you realize you need to make a change, instead of trying to take things away, try to expand your horizon a little bit and start experiencing different foods, different cultures 
different vegetables. I know we all have those like three to four go-to veggies that we just of course hammer away meal after and meal. Get sick of them, right? Yeah. But mixing in some some different things. Uh, some I have pickled beets in my fridge right now. I've never ate pickled beets growing up, but they're actually pretty good, and I'll snack on them right? every once in a while. So just yeah. kind of think again, we're just trying to change the mentality, change how we're approaching this. Cause I think that's to go back to previous episodes and previous most interesting things we've talked about, just falling into the, the, the rut of doing the same thing over and over again, it doesn't work. And again, it, it, we're already such creatures of habit that I think if you start focusing on taking away some of those habits, as opposed to adding things in, it's a lot friendlier way to think about it. It's for Absolutely. me it has been a very nice addition to my to my nutrition. So when she said it, I was like, "Yes, this makes so much sense. This is exactly what I think people need to hear." So I'm sharing it here. My most interesting thing: expand, not restrict. Yeah, I love it. I can definitely say that I've fallen guilty as well. I stick with those same few vegetables, same whatever carbs, proteins. It's very important to open our horizons. So good on you. And thanks for the inspiration. You know, we just do what we can here, Gabs. I wanted to circle back to your most interesting thing, because as you know, I've been teaching a little bit of yoga here. And gratitude mm-hmm. is such a big part of the yogic culture. And it's something that you'll hear a lot of teachers talk about throughout the practice, throughout their class. And I started taking a different approach with that as well, where I think it's really easy to express gratitude for the things that make your life easier or the things that enrich your life, the people. Right. But I think it's also sometimes equally important to express gratitude for the things that challenge you, the things that maybe make your life even a little bit more difficult, but without which you would not be the same person. You wouldn't have to develop the same routines or the same habits so that's another thing I just want to throw that in there. You know, it's, I think yeah, we, I really like that. we think of gratitude a lot of times as like, oh, the things that I love, the things that make me happy. Right. My house, my family, right. my whatever. Right. So maybe just taking a moment to appreciate some of the, the things that we don't typically feel gratitude for, but maybe we, we wouldn't be in the same place without. Yeah, I think that's a phenomenal way to look at it because life is nothing without challenge and without change and without difficulty to see that other side, that brighter side. So very, very, very good point on that. I do enjoy that. Way to bring that up. Good job. A little bit of a dive into my yogi side there. Um, Which we always love that. (laughs) I hope so. Somebody should. I do. If no one does, I do. Appreciate you, Gabs. Uh, So we've got another new segment here for you today. Uh, the working title for this one is Family Matters. It's really mostly just questions that my relatives ask me that feel like maybe we should address <laughs> on air here. So this last one comes from my brand new sister-in-law. So my brother got married over this past weekend. Shout out to Chris yeah. and Maria. Woohoo! And last time I went over there, they had a case of sugar-free Red Bull sitting on the table. And Maria asked me, what do you think about energy drinks? So let's dive into it. Let's dive into yeah. energy drinks, caffeine, sugar-free Red Bull. Let's break yeah. it down for him, Gab. So what's your stance on energy drinks? 
energy drinks are a very uh, controversial topic, I feel like, especially in today's day and age. There are a thousand different ones. They're also kind of pricey, so, you know, we'll just throw that out there. Uh, But I like them. You will probably find between one and five of them in my fridge. I don't, I don't drink one every day, but there's usually at least one or two in the house. I have been known to buy a case of sugar-free Red Bull here or there because it is more cost-effective, like I said. I like them. Guilty as charged. What about you, Ricky? I used to drink a variety of energy drinks back in the day, and I kind of got away from the Monster, Red Bull, you know, those bigger name brands. The typical. Right mm-hmm. now, I have been drinking these organic NUMA energy drinks. Shout out to NUMA. Shout out NUMA. Um, all organic. Uh, they get most of their energy with, uh, they got a little bit of caffeine in here. So they have, their ingredient list includes organic green coffee bean, organic mm-hmm. lion's mane mushroom, organic ashwagandha. So a lot of more natural sources of energy. What I typically, and what I said to Maria and what I will will share with the listeners is energy drinks are a substitute. So you need energy, you're feeling a little tired. What your body's telling you is it needs rest or it might need some actual fuel. So some food, right? It might, might, you literally might need food. You might, you might just need to eat. So if it's something where once in a while you're having an energy drink, I don't think it's the end of the world. Do I think it's good for you? No, <laughs> I think. No, I never claimed it to be good for you, that's for sure, but. <laughs> well, just as, just as the, our little disclaimer is. Yeah, yeah, disclaimer, we no, we are not, we are not telling you to go drink energy drinks, but we're also not gonna, you know, right. hate you if you drink them or not. And I remember your, uh, one of the most interesting things you heard back a few episodes ago was how caffeine not a substitute for sleep that's the first thing that popped into my head as soon as you said that you might be hungry same thing here caffeine not a substitute for sleep right and right. and we we know what caffeine does to the body we know your body can get dependent on it so yep, if it stimulant. is right mm-hmm. if it is part of your normal routine i think cutting it out Cold turkey is going to be really tough. There are withdrawal symptoms when you remove caffeine from your diet. I would just be careful, especially with the options that say sugar-free. Obviously, sugar... It's just more chemicals. Right. Added sugar is not great, but when things are sugar-free, typically that means that there is an artificial sweetener in there somewhere. And that's another thing we want to be careful of. Just we know how the brain processes those chemicals just like sugar, it's only going to increase your proverbial sweet tooth. So you're, you're going to crave more and more sweet stuff, even though you're not getting the actual sugar. So just mm-hmm. proceed with caution. Maria, if you're listening, I know you are. Try to scale back a little bit here and there. You know, I, I do recommend the NUMA for people that really like having that little bit of a fizz and that little bit of a kick. Do what you got to do. We get it. Yeah. Try to supplement it with some water make sure you're staying hydrated on top of it because if that's the only beverage you're taking in you know that's a lot of it's a lot of a jolt to the system without anything else to balance it out so maybe dilute it down with some some natural spring water what do you think yeah or or even just have half the can and you you just want to be careful too because they can be a little bit tough on your stomach 
I know we talk they about can. gut that health. That is something I know I've had problems with because there are just a ton of chemicals in it. It's just chemicals. Right. So we, we talk about gut health all the time here and just doing a little bit of research, looking at the, the list of ingredients on the can, good rule of thumb is if there's a lot of stuff you can't pronounce, it's probably, probably not it. a good option for you. But yeah, just being yeah. informed about what you're doing, how much of it you're using, what other sources of caffeine. So I know we've talked about coffee, tea, even chocolate as some of those natural sources of, of caffeine. Matcha. That, right. So putting it all in perspective of the, of the overall framework, you know, some better options out there, but right. It's just but like if you're coffee. You're going to drink a Red Bull. Are we not yeah, gonna, yeah, you're going to drink we... a coffee. We're never going to stop coffee drinking. It's just not going to happen for us. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep it rolling with with that segment with some other questions from my family or Gabby's family. I was gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up some stuff to my boyfriend's dad. He is always asking interesting questions about health and fitness, and I'm always debunking things for him. So I'd like to bring some things to the podcast. Yeah, so I will good. I will bring more questions in the future. I can't wait. Now we'll kick things over to our interview with Duke Armstrong. We now welcome on Duke Armstrong, the founder and CEO of Propello Life. Duke, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we first met you guys back at, I think it was the Taste of Fitness, early 2018, something like that. Yeah, I think so. It's crazy how the years passed. But yeah, it was definitely at a Taste of Fitness and you guys came by the booth and then I went by your booth and we became booth is, buddies. Yeah, we became booth buddies. Exactly. So one of my favorite things, just first getting to know you guys, and I know you just celebrated your, your five-year anniversary, so congrats on that. But the Thank name you. Propello, it has a specific meaning, right? There's a, a story behind Propello. So give us the background, how you chose that name, what it means, what it stands for. Yeah, definitely. I've been in the industry for over 13 years before I started Propello Life, and I worked for a couple pretty big companies, a couple really small, a couple of true startups. And over that time, I really figured out exactly what I liked about the industry, what I didn't like about the industry, what I liked about the brands I was working for, what I didn't like. And over that time, I really kind of developed this like perfect concept that was aligning with my own personal beliefs around health and fitness. And um, that was kind of the, the beginning part of Propella Life. And so when you're starting a company, if you've if you've ever tried to find a name in a web do domain and all that stuff, it is seriously one of the most difficult things ever because you want this name and this company to mean something and the, the name to back up what the, the values and the morals are. And um, that's really what Propel Life is. So Propel is the Latin root for motivate. Uh, and so Propel Life loosely translates to motivated life. And so what are you living for? What is motivating you to live a healthy lifestyle? Because what I found personally was if you're going to be healthy, then you have to change your life. And that means you have to change your habits. And changing habits and changing your life is really, really difficult. There's a lot of headwind. And so there needs to be some big reason behind why you're going to go through this journey if you're going to actually stick with it. And so that's what we really wanted the name and the company to stand for was we wanted to be your guide on your health journey and help you along the way 
so that you don't get tripped up and, and fall back to the old habits and the old ways of living. That ties in with your tagline, right? Live for it. Live for it. And, and that's exactly, you know, what we wanted people to know was, you know, you're living for it, man. And, and it's, it's all about health. So in an industry that's all about aesthetics and how you look and, you know, getting results super fast at any cost, we're more about inside out. And so we're more about longevity and health and balance, holistic living, sustainable living. Um, so we, we want to go a little bit more and be a little bit more than, than most of the brands out there. That's really what's motivating us and driving us. I love that. And, and your logo kind of ties that in as well, the holistic piece. So tell us about that. I mean, I know this is a podcast, so most people are just listening to us right now, but <laughs> try, to, try to do our best to walk us through this here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our logo is a rendering, a rendition of the seed of life. So if you Google seed of life, you'll see almost like a kaleidoscope of overlapping circles. And um, what we did is we have seven aspects of a healthy lifestyle, and that's what we promote. And we wanted people to understand. So our logo was seven overlapping circles. And that what we did is we went with multicolors all different shades. And what we wanted people to understand was all seven are interacting with each other. They're constantly changing as your life changes. And we wanted people to understand that they interact and that it's, it's a fluid changing system. So just when you think you've got health figured out, life throws you a curveball, and it, you're, you're almost back at square one. It feels like sometimes. Um, and the analogy I like to use is, you know, for personally, when we, my wife and I started having kids, Oh man, like that was a curveball. When you start introducing kids that don't sleep into your routine, <laughs> health becomes a whole different situation. Yeah, my my brother's got a two month old right now, so he's he's living that <laughs> verbatim. He's yeah. probably listening to this and just nodding silently, <laughs> crying, laughing all at the same time. One hundred percent, and that's what I think a lot of so, people don't they take for granted. Maybe even for you being yeah, in the just, industry so long. You learn stuff as you go. I, I love that exactly how you said it. it. It's a journey. You're constantly learning, evolving, adding things in, taking them out. So you guys decided obviously to focus on the supplement side of things. What brought you to that direction? And what do you think our food system is missing? What you know? Why is supplementing important? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. We are a whole food first company, which is also very different than a lot of the brands out there where they have meal replacements or, you know, one, one company I know specifically, I won't name names, but it's like, have this healthy, you know, meal replacement for breakfast, have this healthy meal replacement for lunch and have a sensible dinner. Well, how's that teaching people how to eat healthy? It's just plugging you into their system so that when you run their system, you do get results. And I'm not going to say you don't get results. You do. But as soon as you stop the system, you gain all the weight back because you didn't learn anything new about how to eat healthy and how to be balanced in your nutrition and your lifestyle. We wanted to be a bit different and we wanted to teach and educate first. So, you know, if you check out our website, you'll see inspire, educate and fuel all over the website. And it's like we want to reach people's hearts first. Uh, and once you reach someone's heart, they'll listen to you. And then we want to educate them and then fuel. That's the supplement side. And so to answer your question around like um, the American lifestyle, our food 
is a lot less nutritious than it used to be 30, 40, 50 years ago. Do a quick Google search, you'll see it. Like just over farming, soil depletion, it's just, it, it's happening. So you can, you can eat an apple from 30 years ago and you're going to get a lot more nutrients out of it than you would today. So the sad part of it is, is supplementing is almost a requirement at this point. We don't want you to replace real food by any means, but there are going to be shortcomings. And then we all just live that crazy American lifestyle where we have not enough seconds in the day to get everything done. And so there are, you know, there are times where you, you do make a, a smoothie or, or something to replace a meal, but we want that to be kind of the exception, not the rule. And, and, and so that's where we kind of plug in is we want to, we want to educate you. We give tons of free information but there are going to be supplements that you need to get into your diet and there's going to be hiccups in your lifestyle that you just turn to a protein shake here or there. And um, We just wanted to make sure that you're getting the absolute best ingredients because this is an industry full of options that aren't always the best. We definitely know that. And you alluded to the ingredients of your products and all of yours are all natural, nothing artificial, no added sugar, non-GMO, gluten-free. Why is that so important to you when creating the products for consumers? Yeah. So in the U.S. specifically, there's different countries around the world that have much stricter regulations um, than the U.S. But in the U.S., there's a lot of loopholes. And um, the one that kind of speaks easily to everybody is like grass-fed cows. And... There's countries out there, New Zealand, where you have to feed the grass every meal. And in the U.S., you can basically feed a cow grass once and call it grass-fed, which is also why you're starting to see grass-finished pop up, you know, in certain areas. So, you know, I love to buy things from the U.S. I love to support U.S. companies. I love to support locals specifically. Um, but like Wisconsin grass-fed is not the same as New Zealand grass-fed. And so I just started digging into ingredient by ingredient, product by product, and then category by category. And I started to figure out, okay, here's kind of where things can get a little gray or can be a bit misleading. And so we wanted to be very, very deliberate about the types of ingredients, the specific ones, where they're sourced, and then how we present them on the label so that you can feel comfortable that you're getting the absolute highest quality ingredient. You know exactly what's in the product. There's no proprietary blends. And then you know like what it's gonna do from an impact standpoint to calories, if there's added sugars. And then, you know, some ingredients are are great to be organic and other ones are like, there's no reason to pay for that, that upcharge because there would be no way that, you know, it wouldn't benefit you at all. Right, in the supplement industry, by and large is sort of the wild, wild west, right? Like there's different companies doing all different sorts of things. You mentioned proprietary blends as one of the ingredient items on a lot of supplements. And there's not really a lot of specifics on what that is or how it's regulated. What are most people not realizing about the vitamins or the supplements that they're taking now? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's a great thing. And um, it kind of goes one of two ways. They either mega dose the ingredient or they micro dose the ingredient. And so if they're mega dosing, it's really to get you to feel something. And nine times out of 10, that feeling doesn't actually have any benefit to your workout or to your life. 
it really just take this sip of this pre-workout. I'm going to throw a ton of niacin in this product and your skin's going to flush and you're going to feel it. Or I'm going to throw two to three times the amount of beta alanine in there and your skin is going to start itching and tingling and there's no additional benefit. So beta alanine is an amazing ingredient that helps with power output, endurance, lactic acid, buffering. But beyond a certain point, you just start getting this, this tingle and this skin itch. And then you've got other ingredients that do other things like raise your core temperature and make you sweat. They love to throw in 300, 400, 500 milligrams of caffeine. Realistically, you don't need to go that high, especially if you drank some coffee earlier in the day, which, you know, I love my coffee. So you just, you know, that's the mega dosing, the micro dosing. That's really about being able to put something on the label, call out a benefit. And then because of the loose regulations, you're really not getting that benefit. So there's no scientific data that backs up like the dosage. They'll do that inside of proprietary blends. So you don't, you, you can't really figure it out. Uh, and so we didn't want to ever do that to anyone. We want to tell you exactly what you're getting um, so that you can have informed, you know, discussions with, you know, your trainer, your nutritionist, your doctor. There is a vast spectrum of understanding throughout the entire medical community on nutrition. I, I think it is the most misunderstood space. And so understanding what food does, how it impacts your body, what supplements do, what vitamins and minerals do, what levels your body needs, how your lifestyle stresses, everything impacts utilization of those. You know, I, I think that you always want to, you always want to do it the natural way first, let the body do what the body's designed to do. It's an amazing thing. And so, um, you know, I can show you my own personal transformation photos from when I was in college as a soccer athlete, carrying probably 15 extra pounds of fat, even though I was working out two, three hours a day, because I just didn't eat right. And I didn't take care of my body right now. I'm 40 years old and I have a six pack and I feel better than I felt then joints internally. My blood work is amazing. And I don't take any pharmaceuticals, like nothing. I don't take any pain meds. I just like manage sleep, nutrition, stress management, supplements. Uh, I move my body all the time, but I don't go in and kill myself in every workout. I see a lot of people overdo it as well when they from when they work out too, and that can have negative impacts on your health. So um, there's balance. That's why we push balance. I know it's not sexy, but it actually works. We're all about balance here as well. And you, you mentioned a little bit of your background as well. So let's dive into that real quick. Propello is a small family-owned company based out of Columbus, Ohio. You've taken a little bit more of a grassroots approach to building up your business. Partnered with us, you've partnered with other local gyms, local coaches. What's that experience been like for you? And why has that been better than just throwing a bunch of money into your marketing budget? When I started Propello Life, I 
had been working for the last like three years before that I'd been working for kind of mid to small size companies. Most of them were angel investor backed or VC money backed. Before that, I worked for a Fortune 500 company, massive multi-billion dollar company. So I'd kind of seen the whole entire gamut. And one thing that always seemed to happen was everyone started out with this great moral compass of what they wanted to do and the impact they wanted to have on the world. And then the finance guys somehow always get their talons into you and, and then decisions start being made on profits and sales growth and not ethics, morals, and values. And so I just said from the onset, I don't care how hard this is or how slow it, it grows. I am not going to take a single penny from anybody ever. And I'm just going to do this myself, the gritty, slow, hard, authentic way. And I'm going to get out there. I'm going to do the events. I'm going to do the sampling. I'm going to go meet the gym owners. And because of that, then I'm never going to have to make a decision off of sales growth or profit. I'm just going to do what's right for people and, you know, to stay true to what we started to do. And gosh, man, we're five years in <laughs> and uh, it's what's crazy about it is it's like been the hardest but I've loved, it's been the hardest thing ever, but I've loved every second of it. And it feels like it was just yesterday. And I don't know how it can feel like the days feel super long and like difficult, but then like I look back and it's been five years, man. And <laughs> like, yep. that seemed like yesterday, <laughs> but you know, I used to work at companies and after about six to nine months, I just lose that newness motivation. And I'd be like, just hating and dreading getting up and going into the office I have never once like not loved what I'm doing right now. So like doing this and, and that's what I would like my big plug to the, you know, small family owned companies out there and personally owned companies is these people love what they're doing. They're working their tail off the local personal trainer, the local studio gym, the local natural market, like these people are putting their blood, sweat, and tear into these things, please, please, please support your local your local businesses. Stop buying on Amazon. Like <laughs> I sell my stuff. I sell my stuff on Amazon because people buy it there. Right. But dude, it's like I, I'm shipping stuff via Amazon like 30, 30 minutes away from me. And it's like, oh, I know, I, I know you could <laughs> you could just buy from us. Like it's crazy. But uh, right. uh that's my that's my small business plug. I won't do it again, but like please, please, if anyone's listening, please support your local your business owner. It's it's so it's so important and they care. So Yep. Plug away, man. We're we're all on team small business over here. <laughs> I figured. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh let's talk protein real quick because you guys have a lot of different supplements. You have pre-workouts, you have aminos. Uh, you have the new collagen creamer, but protein is one that I think is is easy for people to to jump on board with, especially if you are active, if you're working out. So break down the different versions for us because you have your whey proteins, you have vegan proteins, there's collagen out there. What, what do people need to know when they're breaking down which option is right for them? 
Yeah, yeah. So the the kind of top down is whey proteins are going to be, you know, milk based, dairy based. So they will have lactose. Uh, typically, they're thinner in consistency and smoother, more like a milkshake type of vibe. The plant based vegan protein is going to not have obviously any animal products in it. It's also not going to have any lactose. Uh, it's going to be a bit thicker. It's going to have a little bit more fiber and it might have a bit more of like a, an earthy gritty type of mouthfeel to it. And then the collagen proteins are great for hair, skin, nails, joints, uh, gut health. And, and so, um, each one of my, and proteins are everywhere, man. Like, and the thing, the analogy I love doing here is you've got Taco Bell meat and you've got filet mignon. Both are meat, but drastically different in quality. And so if you want that cheap protein, go to any grocery store. You can find it. The cheapest per serving. You're going to get Taco Bell meat. It's probably going to do what Taco Bell does to you. It's going to tear your stomach up. That is not how your protein shake should treat your stomach. They, <laughs> if you're drinking a protein shake and then you're having mass, massive gastric intestinal issues, it's probably some hidden ingredient in there or it's the quality of the protein. And so like we just, we handpick every single ingredient. We know it's got the best manufacturing process sourced from the best locations in the world. Um, and so that's the one thing like people come back and like your, your proteins don't hurt my stomach at all. But yeah, I mean, realistically whey protein versus vegan protein, it's more about dietary preference. What are you looking for in your diet? Both are great. And then collagen is just anyone over 25, you, you, your natural ability to produce collagen starts to decline. And so I just recommend everyone should have a collagen protein and just boost your protein shakes, boost your pancakes, um, throw it in with your coffee because we made it as a coffee creamer. So you could just, you know, replace the dairy creamer that you use with the collagen creamer. And now you're getting all those hair, skin, nail, joint, gut benefits um, on top of, you know, the normal protein you would use. Yeah. And you, and you alluded to the pancakes. You, you beat me to the punch here because... I know we normally talk about protein with shakes or, or mixing it into a smoothie or something like that, but you guys on your website, on your social media, have a ton of healthy recipes. Uh, so, and we'll, we'll shout out the, the social media at the end here, but protein pancakes, protein bites. I saw protein ice cream on there. Lay, lay some of your favorite options on me. One of my favorite recipes is a pancake recipe. And most of the recipes on the website have been created by my wife, but this one was actually submitted to us by one of our good friends who just, she's gluten-free and it's the easiest and simplest pancake recipe ever. I mean, it is two eggs, a banana, and a scoop of our vegan vanilla protein. If you wanna jump it up even more, you can throw a scoop of the collagen in there on top of it. You mix it up and it makes like four pancakes. And then I love just putting some natural peanut butter on it and drizzle some honey. And dude, that's like my weekend like treat. And it's all gluten-free. All the carbs are from the banana and the protein. 
and then you just got the eggs. It's like, it's so healthy and so good for you. It's, it's awesome. It's super simple. And then my kids love this spinach banana protein muffin. And that's my wife somehow made it so that we get spinach and protein into their diet with, with a muffin and they're green and they look great for St. Patrick's day, but you can eat them all year round. Love it. So let's, let's talk future here. What's, what do you see as the next trend, the next step for the industry in the next five to 10 years? Would you like seeing more regulation? Where's, where's everything going here? Um, I, I get torn on the whole regulation thing because part of me is like, I'd love to see regulation. If it's done right, I would love to see more regulation in the sense of holding manufacturers and brands accountable. But I don't want to make it so that small guys like me can't get into the into the game. So for the most part, regulation is driven by large corporations that are in the industry and they use it as tactics to make the barriers to entry so big that competition can't get in. And so I don't want to see that. I want to see regulation for people to make them, you know, safer so that whatever they're buying, it's going to be better for them. No hidden ingredients in that kind of stuff. But where I think this industry should go, and I hope it will, is going to be driven by gut health. I think gut health is so, so important. Um, I think the medical community discredits it, but I think the natural industry understands the power of, of the gut and how your gut talks to your brain through the vagus nerve and if you have issues, leaky gut syndrome, SIBO, all these types of gut related issues, if we can start to peel back our understanding around gut health and how to make people's guts healthier, I think you'll see people's health just elevate through the roof immediately. That's where I'm going. That's where I spend most of my time educating myself. All right, Duke. So play this with every guest, not just the ones named Duke. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but we've got to... Quick game, know your Dukes. So we'll see how well you know some famous Dukes from history here. Number this one. Is not <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. One of the most famous jazz musicians of all time is known for his inventive use of the big band sound. Famous Duke. Got any guesses? Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh my gosh. Why am I, I can see his face? Um, Duke, why am I thinking Earth? Earl Ellington, tell me it's killing me. Duke Ellington. Oh, see, I was close. I just was going Earl Ellington. I was thinking Ellington. This is not good. Okay. Next one, Hall of Fame center fielder, uh, most well known for his time with the Dodgers franchise, both in Brooklyn and then in LA. I am not a baseball dude. I have no clue on this one. We got Duke Snyder there. We got to brush you up oh, on your Duke. Man, knowledge. you got you got to ask me soccer questions. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any soccer Dukes that I need to know about? No, no right, last <laughs> last one we've got. Duke was his nickname, but he's one of the most famous actors from Hollywood's golden age, known for his western movies. Uh, that would be Wayne. John Wayne. Yep. But well, Duke. I they would they would give me a hard time if I didn't give you one Duke blast because every time we hear from you. At the trilogy office, it's Duke. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
So before we let you go, give the people a little background. Where can they find you? Social media, website, any local events? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can check us out online. It's just www.propellolife.com. And then Facebook and Instagram, It it's at Life, all one word. And so, yeah, just follow us, get to our website, sign up for our newsletter. We do healthy recipes and blog posts. And so, yeah, follow us along. It's all free information. Um, we have guest bloggers. Yeah, please connect. I love the uh, healthy recipes. I'm going to try out those pancakes this weekend. But Duke, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Yes. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks for having me. It was a blast talking with you. That's a wrap on episode 10. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast. You can catch us on Instagram at TrilogyCLE and at DSDTPod. Until next time, as always, stay hydrated, fam.